Hi, everybody. This is Tony Khan, the producer and director of Morning Stories from WGBH in Boston. In the five years that I lived with my family in Mexico, our house was broken into five times. After we got over the surprise the following morning, we were just as surprised by what had been taken. A pair of pants, two pairs of socks, one time a kilo of rice from the pantry, another time a single hubcap from the set of four on our car. Well, this wasn't so much theft as a redistribution of property by our neighbors. They had taken only what they needed to get by. Even the hubcap, I saw that a few days later, sitting over a fire in one of our poor neighbor's front yard, cooking tamales for his family. Oh, and did I mention that each of these robberies took place on Christmas Eve? Well, here with her own personal story of a crime revisited is Betsy Bunn, and we call her tale Robbed. We were hiking up near the Canadian border, out from a little town called Bellingham, Washington, and we were at the uh, trailhead where no one else had come, walking down to a little tiny patch of water. Beautiful day, the sun just streaming in. We saw a man walking toward us on the trail. His cheeks were rosy red. His face was wrinkled and wizened. He was wearing a baseball cap, and he nodded his head and tipped his cap to us as he walked on by. And we nodded to him and said, good morning. He was pushing a wooden cart. It was an old wooden cart. And it had on it probably all of his worldly goods, household goods, clothes, had a blanket. There was a tarp mostly covering it. And I turned to my friend and said, he looks like the woodcutter in a fairy tale. She said, he's homeless. This is the last stop before the Canadian border. If they cross the border, they get picked up. They get off the train here and take their chances. Got back to the car. I settled into the seat and pulled up my bag. I noticed that that my bag was unzipped. I thought, well, that's odd. I'm sure I zipped it. My wallet was there. My credit cards were there. My license was there. Uh, A blank check was there. But my money was gone. About $100. It was the old man with the cart. I was sure there was no one else at the trailhead, no other car. It was the old man. I could see his dirty, gnarled hands rummaging through my things, stuffing them into his cart and slipping back into the cover of the woods. I was enraged, enraged. I've thought a lot about it. He could have just taken the money and run. He could have thrown the wallet in the undergrowth a hundred yards down the road. He could have stuck the wallet on his cart. He didn't have to stand there next to a Subaru with three car seats and carefully lift my wallet, take the money out of it, fold it back up, and put it back in the car. What if we'd come back? What if somebody had come along into that trailhead? He clearly didn't belong there, and he couldn't run away. He'd have been caught. He could have run down the road, thrown the wallet in the underbrush. He could have traded my credit cards. But he didn't do any of those things. I won't have to make a police report. I won't have to cancel all my credit cards. I won't have to file for stolen identity. He didn't do the easy thing. 
he kept my money. But he thought of me. Hmm. I can fly home. That was Betsy Bunn with today's morning story, Robbed. Here I am, safely, in the uh, studios of WGBH with Gary Maud. Hi, Gary. Tony, do you th- really think the guy was thinking of her when he only took the money? For me, it's less about whether he cared about her or not. She cared about him. What I'm amazed by is Betsy's own spiritual detective work. You know, you look at all the clues, and they finally lead you back not to the person who committed the crime, but a human being whom she understood. I don't think that this guy cared a lick for her. Well, we'll never know unless this guy wants to call in and tell a morning story of his own. Perhaps he's listening out there. But she came out of that a better person. I have been in situations where the way I've responded has made it twice as bad. When I lived in Cambridge, I was robbed repeatedly. It was like an open-air ventilation system. I finally got to the point where... I started getting smaller and smaller things that I could hide because what they generally wanted to take was electronics. So I got a tiny little television set that I could hide behind the garbage. <laughs> okay. And that was not, I think, a healthy adjustment. Forgiveness. It's, it's healing. It's purifying. And it's something that I'll learn to do someday. <laughs> <laughs> I love stories that take something that we take normally for granted and look at it in a whole new way. Sometimes it's very refreshing. Sometimes it's funny. We had a visit uh, not so long ago, you may remember, from a young man named Simon Rich. Very funny guy. All of his humor is based on taking things we normally take for granted and looking at them from the point of view of the people who are stuck in that situation. We thought it would be very appropriate to have him reading a story called Ant Farm from his first book of very short, very funny pieces called Ant Farm and Other Desperate Situations. All right, men, listen up. As you know, we've built seven tunnels and we still haven't found a way through the glass. I can tell you're discouraged, and I don't blame you. Tunnel 7 was our most ambitious project to date, and you all risked your lives to make it happen. But rest assured, we'll be out of this hellish wasteland soon enough. I have a plan. An eighth tunnel. Through the sand. I don't know, sir. We've been digging tunnels ever since we got here. We always end up hitting glass. We lost ten men on the last tunnel. Brian, Jack, Lawrence, why don't we just give up? I mean, seriously, what's the point? The point? The point is we have no food or water. The point is we're trapped in this crazy desert, and if we don't find an exit soon, we're going to suffocate. What kind of god would put us here? Sand to the left, sand to the right. It's a test, William. He's testing us. We can do this. We just have to work ten times harder than we've ever worked before. You want to know something? We've got a good feeling about this one. A really good feeling. Simon Rich with his story and farm. The book is hilarious. I read the book. It's so off the wall. Simon is the former editor of uh, the National Lamp. 
Lampoon? The Harvard Lampoon. The Harvard Lampoon. The Harvard Lampoon. The Harvard Lampoon. Right. Uh, Our website, please go there. Please listen. WGBH.org slash Morning Stories. And please get in touch. Morning Stories at WGBH.org. We'll be back very soon with another Morning Story. Take care.